Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. And welcome to Blog Talk Radio, LiveDeliverance.com. But this is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. So we would like to remind you that if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock p.m. time slot here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us uh, on any other social media platforms or during any other, any other times during the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, uh, the dates, the locations or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, that we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and please get, some, get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we will give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So if you would now, just join your hearts with me in a word of prayer as I sanctify our time together. Heavenly Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time and this place because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, beloved. Again, I'd like to uh, thank you for joining us. We'll give you the season greetings of a Merry Christmas and a, a Happy New Year as we are in the, uh, the season of celebration of our Lord and Savior's birth um, that they uh, observe um, here, even in the world. They, they, they give uh, Jesus a day uh, to, to, to allow us to, to reset by thinking on things that are above. And I, I, I'm not just trying to, you know, uh, frustrate people um, because we, we understand that this is not the actual day that he was born. And so, you know, some people would ask, why are you celebrating? Because we will participate in everything that the world is opening their heart up to, to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Because the Bible makes us a promise, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of, of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. So if they uh, uh, allow and observe a day uh, for his birth, then we're going to participate in the observance. 
I'm not uh, uh, legally uh, uh, tormented by a specific day. I'm trying to get a connection with the heart that God uh, wants us to participate in. He wants us to be known by love. And so then on a day, and it's, it's just interesting, in this season, um, there is so much uh, flowing of love from one to another because that's what the um, the angels declared when uh, Jesus' birth was well, actually did happen. The angels in the heavenly host, they said, this is peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And so we simply get to participate in that in, 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 in a time where, where people can, can stop their frustrations with one another and just allow the peace on the earth and the goodwill towards men to be seen. So, um, you know, just would like to tell you again, uh, happy holidays doesn't get it, but Merry Christmas, if you would so that you can go ahead and enjoy time before the Lord with your families. So uh, today we want to get into part seven of an elevated life. And, you know, that's just been uh, so good to, for me to hear it because, yes, I go, and even though these things are, uh, are, premises, are, are promises that I have permitted to expand my thinking in my heart, I go back and listen to it so that I can see how God was using me and what he wants me to do with the information. You know, it's not just good enough to hear the word, beloved. James teaches us that. He said, uh, someone that hears the word but does not do it, that person is deceived by himself. He deceives his own heart. He said, the man that's blessed in his deed is the man that's a doer of the word. So I go back and I hear it and I say, Lord, how can I apply this? One thing that I appreciate God for doing is he gives me uh, revelation as I speak. And so um, sometimes even people, you know, uh, ask me questions and, and say, who are you talking to? Well, I'm listening to God and talking through that uh, position of hearing. And so it comes in fresh and I hear it and it's like, wow, where did that come from? Well, it came from in my spirit. God did things, and this is what we're going to talk about here, um, about uh, uh, being um, double-blessed, triple-sealed, and double-wrapped. We're going to talk about that because God deposits things in your spirit because that's a connection that is supposed to be very solvent, supposed to be alive. And the more we uh, participate in that solvent life that God has for us, the more we're going to enjoy it. Jesus said it this way. He said, the thief does come to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. See, this is how we enter into and live the elevated life. We connect at the level that Jesus is found at. Okay? We, we, we just don't go and, and, and get a thing and then do it because we know it, because we like it, okay? I'll just kind of say this. Um, when you do things because you like it and they happen to be things of the spirit, those things can become religious in a hurry. There are people that, that uh, do things religiously. They found them in the word, and they are not trying to live the life. They just found that. Uh, uh, opportunity in the word, and so they're doing it from that position. 
See, that's, that's not the one that's going to be blessed because you have to believe in your heart and then activate with your mouth things so that the kingdom principles can work. If you don't believe it in your heart, then you're just doing religious observances, okay? He, God is looking for, seeking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth, see? So I, I'm not just trying to get to a, a Christmas message, if you would, uh, because I believe that, that we're supposed to live every day as unto the Lord, Say. But, again, religious observance would cause you to get one day above another day. And that's not what he said. He's looking for these kind of commitments. He's looking for you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mm -hmm, all your might, all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. That's the first commandment that we have that has the, the, the promises that God wants in our life, to love him with all. So if I have reserved days that I'm going to observe uh, 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 how to love and how to forgive, then I'm doing that out of a religious observance. Amen. See? So then this is, if we're going to live the elevated life, you know, it's going to require us to, uh, to have elevated thoughts. Okay, I'll just say that now. I was going to say it later, but I'll say it now. It, the elevated life requires us to have elevated thoughts. That means I can't just do it because I like it. Amen. I have to have an elevated thought. Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have that life more abundantly. Okay? So if Jesus is interested in us having a life that flows out of abundance, why are we trying to do it on a specific day instead of every day? Come on, y'all. If I'm living out of abundance, it would be wise for me to live out of that abundance each and every day. Every opportunity that God presents, I should live in the flow of that abundance. See, so what that does is that uh, eliminates me taking a day off to walk in truth. I, there are people that I've, I've talked to and uh, I've known that uh, were upset and walked in unforgiveness for days. I even did it. God had to check me with that because I was determined that my thinking was right. And the person that offended me or hurt me, uh, then, then I'm just going to not let them off the hook. It's an interesting thing about unforgiveness, beloved, is it makes you become a, a, a prison warden. Okay, you've got to now watch over the people that you put in prison. Okay? You can't walk free because you got to make sure they don't go free. Or you, do, you make sure that they don't appear to be free. Because just because you're mad at them does not mean Jesus is mad at them. I just said a mouthful right there. I know it. Because Jesus, God is love. Jesus being the son of God would have to be a God of love, wouldn't he? He would have to be a son of love. And the reason Jesus came, the Bible says in the book of John, it says God did not come into the world to condemn. So then if he didn't come in the world to condemn, let's understand that. That means he didn't leave heaven to cause condemnation. If he didn't leave heaven to cause condemnation, then while he was walking on the earth, he cannot do something separate. He cannot start operating in condemnation now because he's on the earth. 
He has to do the instructions that he came here with from heaven, and that is not to condemn. Well, what did he come for? So that the world might understand love. See? So then the people that we are choosing not to forgive, not to release, not to talk to, then, then we're not allowing the everyday occurrence that God is looking for to flow. We are going to flow in lack. Okay, let me say it this way. If you purpose, decide to, choose to, walk in lack of forgiveness, then you're going to walk in lack in other areas of your life that the love flow is supposed to be connected to. Do, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever you sow, that shall you also reap. If you sow to the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Why do you think we're supposed to find a way to get to life that's going to be abundant, everlasting, if you're going to function in lack? Amen. Say, we're called to, have been introduced to, an elevated life choice. Amen. The Bible teaches us that we're not supposed to uh, look on our own things, but we're supposed to look on the things of another. That's a requirement here. And it's going to be more necessary in the calendar year of 2023 because as things get more and more out of whack, out of a line with God. I mean, we were accustomed. Let's look at the life of a child, if you would, okay? Children uh, are playing with one another, and someone does something, says something, and uh, the child uh, uh, perceives an, an injury. Leave those two children alone. Don't bring your little two cents in and watch what happens. Those two children will quickly be playing together again with the same intensity of level and love that they were doing before. But here we go, and we'll say, don't play with Johnny because. Well, now the child has new information to process. When if you just left them alone, they would go back to playing at the same level of love and intensity that they were before. Why? Because we were built that way. We were built to flow in that love. We have to be trained to walk in unforgiveness. And some of us have become real proficient at that. Amen. That's not, that's not allowing the, the, the God that saved you to be displayed through you. Every day, walking it out. In fact, the Bible says it this way. You're not supposed to even let the sun go down on your wrath. Okay? That's the way... He wants us to function. You're going to have opportunities for offense. Don't take them. Amen. An elevated life, this is what love, the description of love is. Love does not take an account of a wrong suffered. That's one of the attributes of love, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So if I don't take account of a love of a wrong suffered, then love continues to flow, and all of the things that God wanted to get to me because love is flowing 
He can now continue that process. But if I decide I'm going to cut somebody off from receiving my love, then I just cut myself off from allowing the love of God to flow to me and through me. Just not a good place, beloved. See, this is an elevated life. We're supposed to follow as we see Jesus do a thing. Follow me as I follow Christ. The reason that we see Paul's uh, uh, um, position of heart in the Bible is because he was following Christ, and he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Which means, okay, just so that we can see this, these steps, if I'm following as I'm being led by Christ, then I take away all of the ammunition that the devil is trying to store up, don't I? Because now we have two people, Paul and me, walking, following after Christ. And then if you follow me as I follow Christ, then that number becomes exponential, doesn't it? So then with that heart position, we can turn the situations around that we are faced with every day because everybody would be trained as we, that's what he told us, we said, make disciples, go into all the world and make disciples, teach them to observe, to do what I told you, follow me as I follow Christ. So then we can turn this thing around. You can, you, you can stop seeing all of the division that you see uh, racially. You can stop seeing all of the division that you see in churches. Come on, y'all. In churches. This, this uh, denomination doesn't uh, fellowship with that denomination. Even though God made promises and said how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said, it's like the, the, the oil that flows down the beard of Aaron, all the way down to his garment. So that, that tells me that God is trying to affect your entire life from the head to the toes. It's like that oil that flows down the, the, from Aaron's beard down to the hem of his garment. See? He, God needs this to be in the earth because the only, the only counteract, uh, counteraction that we have against the evil and stupidness that we see is love. Love overcomes evil. Good overcomes evil. Okay? Okay. Uh, this is all introduction here. I, I, I love that phrase that is going to overcome evil. You can you can find that I think it's Romans chapter let's look at that just so you can see it. Um, Romans chapter twelve. Wow. Romans chapter twelve. Verse twenty one is the one I'm looking at here, but I'm gonna go back because this introduction to the flow of things is what God is wanting us to meditate on, to bring to pass in our life. This is not just a seasonal approach, beloved. This is a daily approach. This is how we look at things. I beseech you, chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy 
acceptable unto God. Who's watching here? He says that you're presenting your bodies holy and acceptable unto God. He said, do this as a what? As a living sacrifice. All right? This is not something that you do once and you never do again because that would be a dead offering, wouldn't it? That doesn't have any emotion, does it? You might have uh, decided that you was going to forgive the people that you can gain benefit from, but the people that you uh, think are below you, you're not going to forgive them. So then that's not a living sacrifice, is it? That would be a dead work. God's not interested in that. He's needing to see the love that he shed abroad in your hearts back in, in Romans chapter 5. He's needing to see that. The reason that he needs to see that is because you're going to be faced with that opportunity. Okay? Kind of get that. If if he's requiring it, it's because that opportunity is going to present itself. And you have in you everything that you need to offer that sacrifice to God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God. And he said, this is just your reasonable or spiritual service. This is, not, uh, this is not your public service. Come on, let's look at that. Come on. He said, this is your reasonable or spiritual service. You, you, you cannot say, well, he says this flat out. You cannot say you love God whom you have not seen and you don't love your brother whom you have seen. See, he, 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 God puts it right up front and personal. I'm begging you, brothers, by the mercies of God. I'm not even begging you by uh, the mercies that other people show and display. I'm begging you by the mercy that you experience between you and God one-on-one. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies. Amen. See? This is this is what you allow to be seen, known, and understood. Your bodies. You know, I found that I found that if we choose not to forgive people, it's interesting the way we act because we try to bring other people into our unforgiveness, don't we? we, 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 we t- let me tell you what they did. Okay, see, rather than doing what the scripture says, that if a brother offends you, then you go to the brother, it says. It ain't say you go to another, it says you go to the brother. (laughs) But that's not what we do. We try to to get people to agree with us. Why? So that we can feel good about our position. God's asking us to abandon that. See, we've been called to live an elevated life. See? See? An elevated life is a life that does not take an account of a wrong that was suffered. It didn't say that the wrong was not suffered. It says don't start counting those things. Don't start taking inventory of those things so that you can have a right to separate yourself from the one that you perceived an offense by. Let me just tell you this, and, and you can understand. This is one of the ones you can write down. It's very simple. Hurt people, hurt people. The only people that hurt people are hurt people. That's why they hurt people, because they are hurt people. It's that simple. They didn't necessarily look at, 
a way to get you back because of what you did. They are just reacting out of their hurt. Hurt people hurt people. The converse of that would be healed people heal people. Amen. And when you come in contact with Jesus, one of the things that he wants to do is he wants to make you ever so wit whole. In other words, he wants you to be healed. Why? Because healed people heal people. That's why he wants you to be known by love. By this, they will know that you are my disciple, that you have love one to another. He didn't say that you have love one among the other. Love to the other is active love, isn't it? Come on, y'all. I mean, we we all have seen people pretend in a group. Amen. They'll 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 tolerate they'll tolerate you, but you don't experience the exchange of being celebrated, loved, esteemed. See, I, we don't need to try to. Jesus is not looking for us to be tolerant. Okay. Because a tolerant person is not a person that is submitted to God. It's a person that's trying to uh, avoid being uh, 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 being judged by God. I said trying to avoid. Because you're still, you're supposed to be known by love. Amen. Known by it. It is expected, if you would. That, that that people see a difference, that, that when there is an offense that happens in the body of Christ, they would see that offense covered with love. Because that's what the Bible tells us. Love covers what? A multitude of sin. It doesn't cover one issue, one uh, occurrence. It covers what? A multitude of sin. But we've kind of decided that, that we're right. And we're going to do it our way. I beg you, I beseech you, brethren, there but for by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, not deceiving. Come on now. You, 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 in the crowd, you can put up with you are tolerant of. But then as soon as you get away from that person's face, you go to talking about them behind their back. That's not love. That's not covering the multitude of sin, is it? Amen. And whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So that means you're going to have to live in a life where people are, live in a world where people are only going to tolerate you. They're not going to celebrate you by putting you above them, thinking on the things of another. In Christmas, we talked about this. Like I say, this is, wasn't, I'm not intending this to be a Christmas message. This is an everyday message. See? This is not seasonal. This is so that we can experience victory in our lives. Because the, the eyes of the Lord, they are running to and fro over the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those that have a mature or perfect heart towards him. Second Chronicles sixteen nine. See, he's looking for these opportunities. 
to display the grace that should flow through us. He's looking for that. He understood the offense was coming, and he gave you an answer that would be an elevated answer, that one you're going to have to say, oh, let me go to a higher place to get information that would cause me to win. If I don't gravitate toward the higher place, I'm just going to continue to uh, walk around in the muck, in the mire, swim among the, the, the mess, if you would. Stir up the pot that's no, that ain't even good enough to eat from. Glory to God. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And this is your spiritual service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, mm-hmm, that's good, sir, and acceptable and perfect will of God. I hadn't noticed the word that that's in that scripture before, but he used that as a descriptor, if you would. You can prove what is that good, not a good. He's wanting us to come to the place where we function in the, the perfect will. It's one, singular. You'll be able to prove what is that good. You'll be able to prove what is that acceptable. You'll be able to prove what is that perfect will of God. Amen. I mean, this is what he's asking us. See? Why? Because the world is is looking for answers, and the answers are going to come out of the church. We are the pillar and ground of the truth. So then if it doesn't work in us, if it doesn't work through us, then it's going to be very hard for them to see it because they're, what they see is performance orientation, tolerating one another. Okay? When we esteem a brother higher than ourselves, we get motion. The Bible says that the whole body is going to be built up, edified by the love that is seen. See? It's going to be built up by that love. But if I'm not willing to allow the grace of God to flow through me, even though the offense came to me, then we're not building one the, the body up, are we? Amen. And so then there is no motion. Up is a motion, isn't it? Amen. Forward comes out of someone that is upright. Hey, it's good, sir. If I'm not standing upright, I cannot have forward motion, can I? If I'm sitting down on the job, I can't move forward. If I'm sitting down on my emotions, I can't move forward. If I'm upset and, 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 and frustrated, I can't move forward because the thing that's causing me to sit down would be my frustration. Amen. He wants us to be able to move forward. So that means we've got to stand upright first. See? Which, if I'm going to live the elevated life, I'm going to have to have elevated thoughts. See? I'm going to have to allow the bigness of my God to be seen through me. But in order for the bigness of my God to be seen through me, I've got to reflect that image 
because we were created in his image, after his likeness. When we choose not to forgive, that's not his image. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's elevated thinking, isn't it? See, if I keep thinking what I thought yesterday, that I can only move in what yesterday provided. Is that correct? Amen. If I only think of the things that happened yesterday, then I can only move in what yesterday provided. I have no forward motion. It's not even possible because I don't have, I don't have hope now. I only have existence knowledge because faith is the evidence of things that are to, yet to come, things not seen. Mm-hmm. So that means I have to have hope in my tomorrow, because if I hope for that which I see, what is what hope is that? So You see? I have to have hope in what I don't see. And if I look at the things that I see, those things that I see, he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, those things are temporary, subject to change. So then here I am putting all my confidence in something that's temporary so that I can't move forward because that which is temporary has to be what has already happened. And I just keep living in that circle. I keep swimming in that dirty water. Okay? So we we, we want to live an elevated life, which requires elevated thoughts, thoughts that come from heaven to us. Okay? That's what Jesus revealed to Peter in, 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 in Matthew chapter uh, 13. He said, um, whom do men say that I am? Well, you, some say this, some say that. Then who do you say? He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, Peter, you are blessed. You are empowered to prosper because the Father has revealed this unto you. Not flesh and blood, Peter, the Father. And upon this rock of revelation, I'm going to build my church upward motion, elevated thinking. And because I'm going to build on this elevated thinking, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. These are the invitations that God is making to us. The the elevated thinking is so that we can fulfill the will of God. We will be able to prove what is that good and acceptable. And perfect will of God. Verse 3. For I say through the grace of given unto me to every man that is among you not to think more highly of himself. Not to think more highly of himself. So then again, if you're trying to prove that you're right, then you would possibly be entering into that place where you're trying to prove by your thinking, which is more highly of yourself, that it's all about you. See, and it should not be all about you. It should be all about him. Love the Lord thy God with all. Okay? With, when you do something with all, that doesn't leave anything out, does it? <laughs> Amen. See? And the good part about it, it's just really, it, it, this is spoken in a mystery, had to be, has to be understood by a mystery. If, if I give up all, to God, then what is God? By, by definition, scripturally, 
Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So if I give up all to God, what does that make available to me from God? Oh, yeah. Amen. It is an exchange. It's not mm-hmm. It's not a payment, beloved. It's an exchange, total sellout, an exchange. All that I have for all that you have. That's the way the covenant works. So you can see that picture in, 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 in um, what, when God had the, in Genesis with, with Abraham, and, and God cut, Abra, cut, cut, cut covenant with Abraham. And then he said, okay, good. Your enemies are my enemies. Everybody that's frustrating you, I don't have to deal with me. I'm giving you my all. You give me your enemies, Abe, and I'll take care of you. See? That's the way covenant is done. It's an exchange. Glory to God. I hope y'all got that. It's an exchange. It's not a payment. Jesus didn't give up. He didn't come and say, I'm going to do a little bit today and come back a little bit tomorrow and a little bit next week. That's not the way it went. Jesus stayed on the cross until he can say, it is finished. That was, it was all. There was nothing else. See? There was nothing left. So then we have to get to the place where we begin to, excuse me, we begin to understand covenant. See? And when you you begin to understand covenant, then you would be able to function at a higher or elevated position. See? God's not withholding anything to you, from you, I mean. He's not withholding that. He's wanting to give you all. Let's go back to Genesis chapter uh, 15. Just speaking about this, again, this is just, this is fresh off the press. How God gives all to you. In Genesis chapter 15, God is speaking. Wow. Starting verse 1. Wow. Wow. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield, and I am thy exceeding great reward. Wow, that's just powerful. It says, I'm your protection, and I am your exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what shall thou give me? See, and I go childless. And this, the steward, this, and the steward of my house, this Eliezer of Damascus. He said, "I can't. I, I don't have any children. Talk to me, God. Show me something." <laughs> and then he said, um, "And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast not given seed. Lo, one in, born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord said, came and said, This shall not be thine heir, but thou shalt come. But he that come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir." And he brought him forth abroad, and he told him, look now. Mm, I just love this. He said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars, number the stars. That's what tell there means. Number the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall thy seed be. And he, Abraham, believed the Lord, and it was counted to him for righteousness. And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord, whereby shall I know that I inherit it? And then God 
now begins the process of covenant. He gave him a promise. Then he's giving him an understanding of covenant. Okay? Okay? So that you can kind of kind of get this. Um, and he said, um, take me a heifer of three years old and a she-goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took these and he divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against the other. But the birds he divided not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcass, Abraham drove them away. I want you to know that your covenant promises, you're going to have to fight spirits, demons, because they're going to try to come and devour your promise. Okay? Abraham Abraham had to had to uh, fight them off. Okay? He had to drive. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm just stay with the words. And Abraham had to do what? He had to drive them away. He didn't fight them off. Glory to God. Okay. Why is that important? Why am I saying that? Because sometimes what we do is we just uh, uh, um, uh, swing two or three times and expect that 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 the the change is going to happen. No, you have to drive them away. There is to be a decision that you're going to remain intact and connected to God. Drive them away. Ideas come to your head. You're going to have to drive them away. You ain't got to forgive him. No, you're going to have to fight that. He says, no, I owe that man love. According to Romans chapter um, chapter 8, he says, you owe the man love. Oh, 13 verse 8. Romans chapter 13 verse 8 says, owe no man anything but to love him. So I owe him that love. I can't decide I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to forgive him. I owe him love. It says that Abraham drove him away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, the horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a certainty that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that's not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And a nation, and also that nation whom they shall serve, I will judge. And afterward they shall come out with great substance. And thou shalt go uh, by the, thy fathers, and thou wilt go to thy fathers in peace. And thou shalt be buried in the good old ways. But in the fourth generation they shall come hither again. The iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. And it came to pass. This is what I want you to see, how this whole thing was. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed between those, this, those pieces. God was walking things out. All right? And he was showing him that I'm with you. I am your reward. I am your your, I am your shield and your great reward. He told him all these things was going to happen, but he says, I'm with you, Abe. I'm going to be the one that's going to make sure. Even when Abraham, come on, look at this. This came to him in a dream, in a vision. So even when Abraham was asleep and unaware, God was walking through the midst. It says um, that, behold, a smoky furnace and a burning lamp passed between the pieces. And in the same day, the Lord made covenant with Abraham. See? He, 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 he showed him these things. So then you've got to know that as God is doing what he wants to do in your life, that he, he wants to let you know he is your shield and your exceeding great reward. Okay? Then he, he kept on uh, dealing with him. He said that, 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 that my, your enemies will be my enemies. Say, you will bless those. I'll bless you so that you can bless those. Say, 
He's wanting us to, to function in the, the confidence that God showed even unto Abraham when he was cutting a covenant with him. See? He says, I, and when you're not aware of it, I'm here walking it out with you. See? He walked between the, the, the pieces that were cut. If you would, you can see that that being, uh, this is my part and that's your part. It divided it. And notice what God took up residence. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Woo. Please notice that. It says that uh, the, the, the burning lamp and the smoky furnace passed between the pieces. God didn't stay on one side and tell you to bring all of your goodness over to his side. God walked down the middle of the, the divided pieces to let you know that you can't do it by yourself but I'm going to give you everything that was necessary for the whole. I'm going to be the, that's, what you, that's why you see the, 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 um, the, the connotation of the cross. Come on, y'all. Right down the middle. That's where we meet God. We don't bring God to our side. Maybe that's what we think. I don't know. We, we try to bring God to our side because we think we're right. No, God stays right down the middle. Why? Because then he's going to bring all of your, your, your uh, lacks uh, all of your insufficiencies, thank you, Lord, all of your insufficiencies, and erase them because he's going to stay right in the middle, right in the balance of the being. See? He's the difference maker. And he's wanting you to just say, okay, good, God, you be God. You're going to give me what I can't reach because you are within reach. You are right in the midst of me. The Lord thy God in the mm-hmm, midst. You're in the middle, God. Okay. So then, as he as it goes on in tradition, you can see this that he says that 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 I, I'm gonna be a friend to your friends and an enemy to your enemies. Whatever you did, that's why that's why Jesus came with the same concept of covenant. Whatever you bind is bound. It's bound in heaven. Because you bound it on the earth. You see how God's still right in the middle? Glory to God. See? So this is the covenant that he has with you. And when you begin to, to see that, understand that, walk in that, then you'll know that, that, that you don't have to uh, think more highly of yourself, trying to prove that you have your half altogether. Back to Romans chapter 12. Glory to God. For I say unto, I say through the grace given to me that every man among you not to think more highly of himself as he ought, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So he says this is not uh, something that's new or something that you have to to work up and no, he says, no, God has given this to every man. This covenant relationship, this covenant invitation is available for every man because he's given to every man the measure of faith. So that tells me it's not a big you and little me there, is it? Amen. He's given to every man. Please look at the word, circle the word, underline the word, the measure. He didn't say he's given to every man a measure. Did it say that? It says he's given to every man the measure of faith. Amen. 
And then he goes on in this same chapter. With that being the backdrop, he begins to give you instruction. Okay? This is the, the elevated life, which requires elevated thinking. It, it, it's going to require you to be committed at another level, convinced at another level. Whatever you did yesterday, that was the level of faith you used for yesterday. But you're going to have to be convinced at another level, an elevated level. Okay? Then as you read on through that, he will say in verse 17, he says, recompense to no man evil for evil. He says, now do what? Provide things honest in the sight of all men. Wait a minute. He says he needs for you to provide these things. Did you see that? He says, don't recompense evil for evil. When you run into evil, I need for you to provide something. I need for you to know that I've given you the measure of faith that Jesus said offenses are going to come. But it says, woe be by whom the offenses come. But what should you do? You should not uh, continue to, to, to think that you uh, deserve this, that, or the other, because now you're being one that's offending. And woe be by whom the offense comes. That's Luke chapter 17. Okay? So he doesn't want you to, to function out, out of that. Don't function out of yourself. See? He, he wants you to, to be able to, this is when he said, if your brother uh, transpires against you, you're going to have to forgive him. And then he said seven times a day. Seven, 70 times seven a day. We, we, uh, these are things that we're just going to have to know and understand. And as soon as the apostles heard that in, in Luke chapter 17, they say, Lord, increase our faith. And he said, it's not about a, a, a bunch of faith. The measure will work. He says, if you had faith of the size of a grain of mustard seed, you would say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Why? Because that measure that he gave you is what he's needing you to participate in. Don't recompense evil for evil, but provide <laughs> things honest in the sight of men. If it's possible, as much as lieth in you, okay, again, let's hear it. He says, it is possible because it's already in you. As much as lieth in you. It might not be used. It might not be active, but it's in there. Just like Prego, it's in there. <clears throat> it says, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. The first time I read that, I thought that it's going to burn him up. No, he was speaking from the custom that was there because in that generation, they did not have electricity. So when you were walking down the street, it was flat out dark. But if you give person a fire, you're giving them light for their pathway, okay? You would heap coals of fire on, on his head. And then in verse 21, which is what we said, do not, be not overcome of evil, but overcome 
evil with good. So that if I'm not walking in love, I'm just stirring up evil. I didn't cover, the love did not cover the multitude of sin. I just decided to keep it, keep it around, you know, just within reach here. Because when I'm justified, think, making myself more than it should be, then I, I, don't you agree you did me wrong? I should do this, shouldn't I? See, you didn't overcome the evil. You were participating in the evil. You were overcome by evil. But he says, don't do that, beloved. Prove what is the good, the perfect, and acceptable will of God. See, these are thoughts that the elevated life is inviting you into. Okay? And then as, as we begin to, to see that in the uh, writings that we have from Paul, he, he opens up things. I just love the, the way Paul uh, 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 begins um, his, his, his epistles. He, he, he encourages us from Jump Street. Even though we might not be walking in it, Paul opens it up. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1. Starting in verse 2 to 13. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 2. To the, Paul's writing, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember I said you are double blessed? Well, there's your declaration. He sent grace and peace, which is two things, two entities, two spiritual forces, and he sent this grace and peace to you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we think we don't have enough to, to deal with a situation when grace and peace from God and from the Lord Jesus Christ was given to you? Grace by itself will be sufficient. And his peace is going to bruise Satan under your heel shortly. I mean, you already guaranteed victory from the Father and from the Lord. You're double blessed. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since the day, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherefore we heard before the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you, okay, as it is all the world, okay, just so that you get this. This was not just for heaven. He said the hope was was the hope was settled in heaven but it's going to it's manifesting because it's come to you in the world and it brings forth fruit in you as it does also in the day we heard of it that we knew the grace of truth the grace of god in truth we we, we also learned of Ephesus, our dear fellow servant who is your faithful minister of christ who declared unto you Unto us your love in the spirit for this cause. Since we heard of the day, day we heard of it, we do not cease to pray and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness i mean again when you submit to god at a higher level he releases what's at that level 
he's going to release to you. He desires that you might be filled, filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, in all spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patient and long-suffering with joyfulness. Wow. That's not just a mouthful because I said it. That's a Thank you, sir. That's a life full. Glory to God. That's not a mouthful. That's a life full. Amen. That God wants you to be able to, 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 to enjoy all of the goodness at a level that you've never even really thought about. He wants you to be filled with this, with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See? Giving thanks to the Father, which has made us able, meet there means able, to be partakers of this inheritance of the saints in life. You're able. I, I don't know why we keep thinking that God is giving, offering all to us, and we think that that all that God is offering is not enough. Because we'll say stuff like, you know, yeah, I can't do that. Well, he just gave you all spiritual wisdom, all spiritual understanding. He's giving you the ability to that you might walk worthy. If he says I might walk worthy, that means he's given me the ability to walk worthy. Is that correct? Verse 10. It says that you might walk. This is affirming that you can walk worthy of the Lord unto some pleasing. I'm sorry. It's not it's in my Bible. He said unto all pleasing that I'll be able to, to, to have the same conversation about me that God had about Jesus. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Glory to God. See, because covenant uh, takes you into a place where it's not about you trying to uh, produce something. It's you allowing that which has already been done, that which has already been produced to flow to you and through you. God does not require you to do something he does not equip you for. I will say that again. God does not require you to do something that he does not equip you for. That would make him unjust, wouldn't it? If he required you to do something you couldn't do. But he's the one that tells you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. In other words, if you would be still and hear from God, receive the strength from God, then you will be able to do all things. Amen. These are scriptures that we quote, but we didn't actually try to live. We just knew that they sounded good. But, no, God said that so that you would be able, that you might be able to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and that you would increase in the knowledge of God. Notice this, that the increase was not necessary for you to get glory. You're going to increase in the knowledge that it was all about God. 
looking unto Jesus, who's the one that is offering and developing, finishing your faith. See, he gives you uh, uh, an understanding so that you can walk the understanding out in victory. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. He will give you a, a, an understanding that you can now walk out unto victory because you delighted yourself in him, and he's going to then give you, start a process that you've never seen before. He's going to give you the desires of your heart. He's not going to uh, show you a lust that you can uh, operate in. He's going to give you, empower you with what you need to win, that you might walk worthy unto the Lord. He does not require you to do something he does not equip you for. And conversion. I get you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, that you present yourself, that you understand that if you stop arguing with God, but that you present yourself. When you come before him, you say, Lord, you made me and equipped me to be able to do this thing. I present myself to you a living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable. It's my spiritual service. And then I will not go back to what I used to be. I will not be conformed to this world. I'm not going to compare myself among themselves and by themselves. The Bible says if you do that, that's not wise. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to allow you to grace me, to give me my desire. And then as you give me, it would be easy for God that gives you a desire. It would be easy for him to fulfill it then, won't it? Amen. He's the one that caused it to be birthed in your spirit. So for you to be able to walk it out, to bring forth that which he made you pregnant by. Remember last week we talked about uh, he's the father of glory. See, he wants to father glory in your life. Yeah. Because it's the glory of God that makes the difference. Okay? And we spend time letting the devil father lies in our life. Because Jesus said he's the father of lies. So God wants to father glory in your life. Arise, shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. He wants to father glory in your life. And as he fathers glory in your life, you recognize, know, and understand it wasn't you that did it. You are the recipient of that glory. It's the way he made us. When he made us, he crowned us with glory and honor. He put this in our thinking. A crown goes on our head, doesn't it? He crowned you with glory and honor. That would be an elevated life that requires elevated Thinking. Okay. He made you able to be partakers of this inheritance of the saints in light, and he delivered you from the power of darkness and has translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. Um, look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. Again, we just have to begin to see these things. He says, with, in verse 2, it says that these are the thoughts that would cause your hearts to be comforted, that you would be being knit together in love. So then if you're not knit together 
in love, by that which every joint supplies, edifying itself in love. If you're not going to live there, abide there, then you will not be able to, to have the full riches of the full assurance and understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Oh, my Jesus. Again, see, he, he, you're double blessed. You got grace and peace that comes from God the Father and from Jesus. He says that when you allow love to knit your hearts together, that you will be able to see the riches of the full assurance of understanding, and you will acknowledge the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. My, I mean, do you see that? You will be able to walk in, sojourn in the land of promise, if you would, in whom are hid all the riches of wisdom and knowledge. You will be able to, when love is operating correctly, you will be able to deal with all of the riches. Last week, we, we, we saw that the glory of God has riches. Amen. Okay. Okay. The glory of God has supply. Let's do it that way. It has supply. Wow. It has supply of value. Did you see that? Because riches are, are something that we value, aren't it? It says that this, this, this glory that God has invited us, us into, that, that, that it has supply. So everything that, that, that you need to, to function in your life comes out of this glory. That's where the supply of God is. The Bible says that Jesus tasted uh, death by the glory of God. The supply for the victory over death was in the glory. So I would submit to you that the answer for anything that you are facing, the answer is in the glory. It has riches, supply. See? And all of those riches, all of this supply is hid in God. In whom are hid all of the riches of wisdom, all of the treasures of wisdom, all of the treasures of knowledge. See? But you're going to have to purpose that you're going to, to live there, stay there. Colossians chapter 3. I mean, just go through. Just go through. Uh, 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 take time to read these epistles. Dig into them. The, the Apostle Paul was, was writing by the Spirit of God, and God was not writing in chapter and verse. We study in chapter and verse. But chapter 1 is connected to chapter 2, which is connected to chapter 3, which is connected to chapter 4. Okay? It was a book that was written. It was a letter. Do it this way. It was a letter that was written to the church at Colossae. Okay? And so he wanted everybody that, that, that got a copy of this letter to be able to function by the power that was derived out of this letter. And then he told them to pass the letters around from church to church so that everybody would be able to accomplish what was required of them, what was expected of them, because they entered into the grace. They entered into the glory. They didn't just look, come on, God was not too happy when people were, were gazing upon him back in the book of Exodus. 
He said, don't y'all just come here, just look at me. He said, if you do it, come at the heart, just look at it to see how bad I am. He said, they, they were thrust through with a spear. So God wants you to participate in the relationship that he invited you into. He don't want you to know him from afar off. He knows the proud people afar off. So then you shouldn't be one that's um, only dealing with God from a distance. See, he says he wants to walk in you and be a God to you. Amen. See, it's, it's, it's Emmanuel, God with us. See, oh, he wants to do and show you so much. Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know. He wants to do that. He's looking over the whole earth to show himself strong. He, he wants to develop the testimony that he called you to so that people will see your good works and they'll talk about God. They'll glorify God. When we have answers and the world doesn't, they'll come talk to you. He'll develop your testimony that way. He will give you opportunities to, 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 to glorify him, to talk about the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. See, people are hurting, and you have the answers. People are, 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 are hurting, and you have the health. Yeah, people are hurting, and you have the wealth. Amen. Yeah, because you're going to be supplied through riches of his glory. Amen. Amen. That which is valuable. See, the problem that we are, are in now is that we have not allowed the value that God has put in us to be seen and appreciated by the world. We've hid our candle, if you would. See? Because you are, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And if the light be, the light be hid, what profit is it? But we're trying to live in a, a society that, that, that we, we don't want to offend. We're just going to tolerate. See, that's not what he called you to. Amen. That's not what he called you to. He told you that you're supposed to be the light bearer. That means with that light, it's going to draw people and I. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. I will remove the arguments that men's mind have against me because if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. If the men are hurt, I will release healing. If the men are poor, I will release prosperity. Isn't that what Jesus said? The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me. And what did he anoint you to do? He anointed you to preach the good news. See? The, 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 he anointed you to preach the good news, to proclaim the good news, to display the good news to those that are poor. That are, that are poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to their captives, and the recovery of the sight of the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
Luke chapter 4, verse uh, 17 through 18, 19. He, he's anointed you, equipped you, because the requirement of going into all the world is something that we have to do, body of Christ. See? And he wants you to, to live an elevated life because of the elevated thoughts that cause you to think a, a, a different, think greater, think bigger. Again, I say that, and I, that's one of those things. I found out that we were not called to better. We were called to greater. Amen. Amen. Just write that one down. You were not called to, to, to better. You were called to greater. Jesus said, greater works than this shall you do. He's the great God. He's not the better God. See? And you are not called to better. You are called to greater. See? And as we purpose in our heart to live this elevated life, then we'll know, understand, and perceive that it's because greater has to be released. Greater is he that is uh -huh, in you. Greater has to be released. And here we are trying to grab, come on, look at this. We're trying to grab better, and he's wanting to release greater. Amen. Greater is he that is in you. Greater has to be released. Stop trying to go after better. Better means that I'm comparing something to. Greater is simply always greater. It's always increased. Amen. Better, if I'm going to use better as my reference point, then I have to bring in what I'm better than, who I'm better than. So by that comparison, I have to judge whatever and whoever. Is that correct? But if I've been invited to greater, then I just simply let greater be released. Greater will overcome. Glory to God. Better causes me just to endure. I might have a smile on my face because I'm better, but greater overcomes. Glory to God. See, these are the things that we have to, to do so that we understand we were called to an elevated life, which requires elevated thoughts. But we, we find people um, trying to compete rather than complete. Because in Ephesians chapter 3.10, it says that you are complete in him. See? It says we are complete in him. So if I'm complete in him, I don't have to try to compete then, do I? I'm sorry, that's in uh, the Colossians chapter 2.10. It says we are complete in him. And so since I am complete, then I need to function from that position. In Colossians chapter 3, which is where we, where I left you, I'm going to go back and pick that up, see if I can get through. <laughs> Lord Jesus. In chapter 3, verse 8, it says that we're supposed to put, because we are complete, because he has made us to the point where we can function correctly, now we have to put some things. See? We have to put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of our mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing if you put off the old man with his deeds. And we also need to put on some things. Put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. After the image of 
him that created him. Okay, see, the, when you put on the new, when you prove what is the good, the perfect, and acceptable will of God, you are putting on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Come on. You no longer try to function uh, in your best because you recognize that you are renewed in the knowledge of him that created you. Amen. Amen. See, once we begin to, to think about this, understand this, walk in this liberty that's in Christ Jesus, then I stop becoming mad at, at, at thinking about the haves and the have-nots because I am complete in him. Being complete, I, don't, I no longer have to compete. So do I look for the have-nots? Do I look at the haves and judge them because I, I'm a have-not trying to judge a have? No, I am complete in him. This glory, the riches of his glory, causes me to see things differently. I begin to stir up, go from glory to glory. I begin to stir up the glory, stir up the gift that's on the inside of me. See? So then I, I no longer uh, begin to be those that judge, because if I judge, Jesus told me, judge not, lest ye be judged. So if I'm going around judging, then I'm going to live in, by, by spiritual completeness, I'm going to live in judgment. I don't get to live in victory. I don't get to live in freedom because I judged. See, that's not an elevated thought. That's what we did before we came to it. We have to put that off, put off anger, put off malice, put off wrath, put off blasphemy, put off filthy communication out of your mouth. If I say I don't have something that God has already given me, that is filthy communication out of my mouth. Jesus said this, by your words are you justified, by your words are you condemned. See? So then that filthy communication coming out of my mouth locks up the flow that God wants to have through my life. I, I, I must purpose to live the elevated life because I have life in elevated thoughts. Okay? I, I'm just trying to, to get you to see this, that, that, that everything that I need, my supply is in the glory. In him is he had all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We find people still trying to push through instead of living lifted up. Okay? He, he wants us to live lifted up. Let's go to Psalms 27. Psalms 27, live lifted up. Elevated thoughts bring victory in my life. They, 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 they allow me to, to enjoy the life that God has ordained for me. This is, my, this is probably my father's uh, favorite song. He would walk around the house singing it all the time. He says, the Lord is my light. And my salvation. Mm -mm -mm. Because the Lord is your light, 
then you get to enjoy your salvation. Did you see that? The Lord is my light and my salvation. If I'm going to choose to walk in darkness, which I've already been translated from, then I'm not going to be able to enjoy my deliverance, my salvation, my soteria. Because the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is, not will be, the Lord is the strength of my life. So he just gave you an understanding here of how to deal with fear. The Lord is my life and my salvation. That deals with fear. The Lord is the strength of my life. That deals with fear. I don't have to be afraid. See? If the Lord is my, as the Lord is my life and my salvation, then there's no need for fear. As the Lord is the strength of my life. Please hear that. He says the Lord is the strength of my life. So that means that while I'm going through whatever I'm facing, the Lord is going to give me strength, and I don't have to be scared of what I'm going through because I know the strength of the Lord is going to cause me to win. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I've got to know the Lord is. Glory to God. That phrase right there should just make it right, make everything okay. He said the Lord is. That's not of the Lord will be, is it? That's not even a Lord the Lord used to be. That's the Lord is. Glory to God. Emmanuel, God with us. Verse 2, when, mine, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled themselves. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in this will I be confident. So now he's giving us, he, he gave us a declaration the Lord is, and now he's saying, now, I need for you to place your confidence here. And where, where's my confidence? In verse 4, he says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that one thing is what I'm going to seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of my days, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. He says, I'm confident in this that I'm going to look for, seek after God. I'm going to behold the beauty of the Lord. So then, and inquire in his temple. So then as I'm uh, uh, approaching God, I've got to have the right thought process, elevated thinking, so that I will see the right thing. I'm expecting to see what? The beauty of the Lord. Mm, mm, mm. I'm not looking for, you don't go there complaining and being frustrated. Because if I go there with that, I will not look for the beauty of the Lord. I go there with demands now. I don't even believe that God is going to supply my need. I'm demanding for my need. I'm begging for my need. This is what I have confidence in. This is what I seek the Lord after. I'm going to... Behold the beauty of the Lord. Have you ever kind of tried to get an answer from God and halfway thinking this will never work for you? Oh, God won't do that because I don't deserve it. See, you're not expecting to behold the beauty of the Lord. So then you really can forget getting answers from him because if I'm not looking for the beauty of the Lord, why am I inquiring in his temple. I hope you see that. 
You didn't approach him in faith. The Bible tells us in the book of James. When you ask God, if you, any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not, but let him ask in faith no doubting. For he that doubteth is like a wave of the sea, tossed and driven by the wind. See? So then if I'm not looking, be expecting to see the beauty of the Lord, I can't inquire in his temple. The word and is a conjunction there, isn't it? I will dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life to behold, in order to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire. So then if I'm not expecting God to meet me favorably, if I'm not looking for the beauty of the Lord, there ain't no sense in me trying to think I'm going to talk to him. Four, look at this. This all goes together. This is one of them, again, this is one of those passages you should read so that you encourage yourself on God being on your side. This is what happens when the enemies came, when the wicked came. I, I, don't, I don't glorify the wicked in the trouble. When I see the trouble, I find my God. See? One thing have I desired, that's what I'm going to seek after. For in the time of trouble, let's look at this, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Wait a minute. Let's dig into that. In the time of trouble, God's going to hide me in the place where he is, in the secret of his tabernacle, and he's going to elevate me. He's going to set me upon a rock. So then if I'm approaching God from the valley of despair, then I haven't sought after him and understood where to find him, even though he can be found in the valley. Amen. But if I'm looking for the beauty of, his, the, beauty of the Lord, and I'm talking to him because I perceive the beauty of the Lord, then what will happen? He will now hide me in that place of his beauty, in the secret of his tabernacle, and he will set me upon a rock. Uh, Proverbs says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are safe. They, they are no longer running for, come on, they run into the place of safety. They run into the strong tower. They don't have to worry about the fight anymore, do they? Because they are in the right place. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon the rock. And now, so if I haven't inquired uh, to, to see the Lord's beauty, then I can't get to the place where I'm elevated, can I? And now, so and now has reference to the other things that, were, that preceded it, already being done because if they haven't been done then the and now cannot happen is that correct if i'm not desired the one thing that says i'm going to live dwell and dwell in the house of the lord all my days would all my days include today whatever you're going through today does he want you to know that you have confidence that you have desired to talk to him and dwell in his house 
If I'm dwelling in his house, another thing that that tells me is that I expect to eat at his table. Because did he not say that in the very presence of my enemies, he will prepare a table before me? I'm expected to eat good in the presence of my enemies. I'm not at the table talking about, oh, woe is me. No, 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 no. I'm talking about, oh, this is just going to be some good eating here, Lord. See? For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. That's said twice, y'all. Anytime God says something twice, that's a, a, that is a, a double, that's a witness. The number of witnesses is the number of two. Okay? If he says it twice, that's the number of witnesses. This ain't nothing we're we guessing about. It's already been confirmed. Let every word be confirmed in the mouth of two or three witnesses. This is a confirmed word now, isn't it? Amen. You set me upon the rock. And now, look at this, shall my head be elevated, be lifted up. Now I'm looking at things differently. Now I'm looking with a, a, a higher expectation. Now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies. I'm not looking at my enemies. I'm looking in a higher position. He's made me to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and everything that is, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also the world which is to come. So I'm no longer looking at my trouble. My head has been lifted up above my enemies that are round about me. Therefore, because of this, because I have elevated thinking, my sight is different. Because of this, therefore, anytime you see the word therefore, please back up and see what it's there for. Okay? He wants you to be cognizant of the victory that he's called you into. When I enter into the, the, the confidence that I'm seeking the Lord, that I'm going to dwell in his house all the days of my life, that I'm looking to see the beauty of the Lord, and I'm going to talk to him in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon the rock, and now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies around about me. Therefore, because of this, I will offer in his tabernacles sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So then I ask a question. If I'm in my time of prayer and all I can do is tell God about my trouble, then I did not believe that he's lifted my head above my enemies round about me. I don't believe that it's necessary for me to offer in his tabernacle the sacrifices of joy. I'm going to still complain about being in the valley of despair. See? I mean, we've got to, we've got to wake up because he's given us opportunity to live the elevated life, which requires elevated thinking. But the choice is yours, your way or God's way. God's waiting on you. Father, we just thank you and bless you for a word that you sent to heal us and to deliver us out of all of our fears and destruction. Thank you, Father, that, that you have a plan that as we begin to think on those things that are above, 
as we begin to think on those things that cause victory by your word, by your spirit, that we will not have to fear what man can do because the Lord is my life. He is my salvation. He is the strength of my life. Thank you, Father, that we can see things from your perspective. You have a track record of whatever and zero. You have not lost. You cannot lose. Love never fails. And so we just thank you, Father, that you made us sit together in heavenly places, that you have caused us to to look around about and see more grace, see more love than we see enemies. Thank you, Father, that as we do that, then we can enjoy and enter into the victory that's ordained for us. We can prove what is that good, that perfect and acceptable will of God. Thank you, Father, that because of that, we will behold and see the beauty of the Lord and talk to you from that place and position. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor, committing it to you as done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior and the redeemed of the Lord said together. Amen. 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 Well, again, I told you at the end of the ministry, we'll give you an opportunity if you have any questions or comments about the ministry. We'll give you a, a, a chance to go ahead and ask those questions or make those comments. So area code 404-295-5820, you have the mic. Area code 404-295-5820, you have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. I just want to say thank you for the good word, and uh, I uh, really appreciate when I do get a chance to come on in the ministry, because always a word that uh, blesses me. So thank you so much, and I hope you have a happy new year. I will, and same to you. Thank you, thank you for being a part of the call tonight. Area code 312 uh, 330-4024. You have the mic. Any questions or comments? Merry Christmas. That was very well said by the former caller and I've done a lot of reflecting on what it means Merry Christmas <laughs> yeah. and how much of our lives and everything else every day we owe to Jesus and to God yeah. for his perfect plan of salvation Yes, yes. Amen. No, and Amen. I just want to tell you that usually people don't talk from the book of Colossians. Yeah. Uh oh, okay. We we lost lost it. I'll 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 come back to you. Maybe you can uh, your phone will reactivate. Uh, we'll come back to you, um, and I'll give them uh, opportunity now for area code seven seven zero nine six four seventy five zero one. My brother, go ahead. You have the mic. Seven seven zero nine six four seventy five zero one. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just grateful to hear a little bit more about uh, uh, forgiveness and so forth because uh, I love the part where you said. They'll know us by our love. 
Yes. And it really hit me when, you know, I like the word when you say it. A lot of times we say we forgive, but in in actuality we just tolerate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know I've been guilty of that myself. I'm sitting up there saying uh, I forgive this person because of the, the wrong or, percept, or perceived wrong that they've done, but I don't want to yeah. deal with them yeah. because I know they might do it again. So, and and it and it puts you in a position now. So okay, now I got the. Uh, I, I like it like this. Instead of making an excuse, you got to make an adjustment. So I said, now I got to make an adjustment and go back and look at this thing. And even if even if I'm right, seventy times seventy means I still got to deal with it. Come on. So I'm, I'm, I, I can't say I don't know any better. It's just that now i got to work on my will to do better. And and I think yeah. that's where a lot of our issues come from. Our will get in, in the way of our, 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 our confession. We talk about loving God, yeah. doing this and doing that. But all it takes is the right person to hurt your feelings. <laughs> uh, Come on. <laughs> all about God and the will of God and you be trying to you don't necessarily might not go after them but at the same right. time you don't want to deal with them and and, and that's yeah. just as bad because like you said yeah. I can't get you out of the darkness until I show you some light that's still in me Come on, and I have to be careful that mm-hmm. my light don't get put out because of something you did right. so right. I appreciate that what you said Amen Amen thank you Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Um, area code 4453678294. Uh, you have the mic. Area code 4453678294. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Well, yes, I have a question about, I understand about the forgiving, and when you have made a choice to forgive, it's like the emotion is the the emotional part is not there you still care for them but do you will the emotional part be restored as far as how you care for them okay um I, and I, again i don't i can only answer by the word um he said whatsoever a man sows that shall he also reap so if i sow love by covering whatever the offense was then I'm going to reap of love. And the way he says you're going to reap, you will reap of the spirit, life everlasting. So um, your your emotional connection, according to that scripture, because I sowed mm-hmm. love, then I'm expecting to receive out of the love that I sowed, not out of the event. That's generally what we do. We're, we're still caught mm-hmm. up in the event. But I didn't sow to the flesh because if I sowed to the flesh, I'm just going to tolerate the person. And there is no liberty mm-hmm. in that which I tolerate. But if I release the person and love was the thing that I sowed into by the Spirit, then, yeah, you're going to get all the emotional connection to whatever God has for you for that person. Because sometimes you can release a person, and then God will cause that uh, relationship no longer to be necessary. If you pass a mm-hmm. test, do you have to go back to that test again? Mm-mm. Probably not. No. <laughs> so then if, if you forgave, 
from the heart. That's what Jesus requires. If you forgave from the heart, God causing that person to be impacting your life negatively doesn't have to ever be there again because you passed the test. Praise God. Right? So if, if, if according to Scripture, and that's basically all I yeah. have to go by, if I sow to the flesh, then I'm demanding from the flesh that you respond to me correctly. Okay, well, I'm happy. if you're happy with that, go ahead. But if I sow to the Spirit, then I shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Yes. Not only will I be able to, ooh, just show you, not only will I be able to enjoy their presence here, when we get to heaven, I'll be able to enjoy it there, because that's everlasting, isn't it? Amen, yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Okay, thank you. Amen. Thank you. Let's go back and see if uh, area code 312. Um, three three zero four zero two four. If the if the line is is active now, um, you were talking about how we don't think about the the Christmas experience throughout. I kind of started with that. So go ahead, area code three one two three three zero four zero two four. Are you still with us? Okay, it doesn't look like uh, they're still here. Again, we uh, thank you all for uh, participating in the uh, the calls and joining us here on Monday night uh, here at LiveDeliverance.com. And um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to sow if this ministry has been a blessing to you and the Lord lays it on your heart to sow a seed here at LiveDeliverance.com. Just go to the website and find the Donate tab and uh, go ahead and give until the release of God uh, happens for you. Because that's the way that we stay on the air is uh, through uh, free will offerings and gifts of you, uh, our listeners, and our covenant uh, partners. So um, uh, just go ahead and, and do that, and particularly as we get to the end of the year, so that we will be positioned uh, accurately uh, to, to start the new year uh, with, with, with faith and favor that you uh, release at this time. Because God says that he's looking for and not willing to do without a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you so that you always, under all circumstances, have more than enough for every good work and charitable nation that you will be able to give uh, unto many and not borrow. We believe uh, with you and for you that the goodness of God would be seen in the land of the living as you are obedient in your giving. And so until the next time, we look for you next Monday as we. Um, as we are, are, are two days into what is a new calendar year, and we will find out what God is, is wanting to release in our lives. As we get to uh, that, we're going to talk about um, uh, we're going to talk about conversations. Um, I'm already knowing that's going to be uh, conversations of victory or defeat. That'll be part one um, next week. Um, we, we, we'll be getting to that. And it happened to be a new year, but I just want to give you things that will allow you to, to win all of the time because that's what God has called us to. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until the next time that we are together, be blessed. Love you. <laughs>